0: You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's News and Insights Podcast, TaxRap.
1: Hello listeners, I'm Steve Burnham. I'm joined today, as per usual, by Andy Nguyen and Lisa Gregg. But today we're also joined by Dr Mark Pizzicala. Now Mark is a regular commentator and presenter on tax issues. You may have seen him on uh, Late Line Business and read his comments in the AFR. Mark has also been appointed to the border taxation by the government and he's here today to keep us all informed about what the board has been kept busy with. Over to you, Andy. Um, Now, just to recap for our listeners, what's the role of of the Board of Taxation? What's its composition, and how regularly do you meet? Thanks, Andy, for having me back. Um, Look, the board was established
2: in 2000 in response to a recommendation from the Review of Business Taxation, the Rolf Review, back in 1999, and essentially um, what was found was that Government should develop an open and inclusive process by which the community, both business and otherwise, you know, can raise questions and have them considered by government. In some ways, um, as was explained in, in that review process, the Board of Tax can act as a circuit breaker so that uh, it enables us to quickly identify issues, problems, especially those that uh, arise at the boundary between policy and administration, and we can have those issues addressed. Um, In terms of the composition of the board, uh, there are 11 members, three of those are ex-officio members, being the Secretary to the Australian Treasury, the Commissioner of Tax, and also the First Parliamentary Council. The remaining eight members were appointed uh, from a wide range of um, business and community sectors, including mining, technology, tax advisory, academia, and legal. And I think uh, that's a reflection, you know, the the composition of the board is is probably a pretty good reflection of different aspects of the Australian business community, and it means that everyone has a a role to play uh, in terms of drawing from their experiences in their different sectors. In terms of meetings, uh, the full board meets monthly. Uh, We rotate these meetings across all the capital cities. Uh, So this year, for example, we've had three in Sydney Uh, two in Melbourne and Canberra, and then additional meetings in Brisbane and Adelaide.
0: Oh, that's great, Mark. So it seems like um, you're catering geography and uh, catering for all the small business community.
2: Uh, Absolutely. So uh, making no distinction, of course, between small and larger business. So we do try and cater for all all taxpayers.
0: Yeah, excellent, Mark. So since we last spoke, the border tax has taken a more just-in-time process to advising government. Is this still the approach, and what adjustments have been made during the time, if any?
2: Look, that's a good question and and perhaps um, uh, what needs to be mentioned is back in 2015, the board underwent a a process of renewal with um, seven new members, um, including the chair, uh, Mr Michael Andrew, who was formerly Global Chief of KPMG. And uh, in large part, I would have to say, it is as a result of uh, uh, Michael's commercial approach in terms of the way he's been chairing the board of tax, um, ensuring that not only do we do technical reviews but but making us more relevant and more real time in relation to our interaction with both Treasury and, and the ATO. Um, and a number of processes have been put in place to support that that new fresh approach. Uh, And this includes having an enhanced uh, private sector consultation model, uh, which basically means that as a board, uh, every month we meet for breakfast, lunch and dinner with relevant CEOs, CFOs, captains of industry, practitioners, accountants, uh, um, professors from academia, so that everyone is getting um, exposure to the board and it helps us collate ideas and changes that perhaps should be made to our tax system, and it gives people a, a forum to, to contribute. So that framework has been working uh, reasonably well, and it means that we get exposure to, uh, as I say, all of these different personnel from different sectors, not just the tax profession.
1: I mean, it sounds as though you know the board's really starting to, to flourish with, with this approach.
0: I was thinking, Andy, as well, maybe we need full disclosure that we're all ex-KPMG around the table. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: right. That's right. So, Mark, what's been some of the recent activities of the board? I mean, there's been some work done on the Voluntary Tax Transparency Code for mm. large business, but what's been happening with in the small business sector? Okay, well, look, there's been
2: quite a lot of um, reviews being undertaken. So, so yes, in early 2015, we, we dealt with the Voluntary Tax Transparency Code, and that will filter its way down, not just from um, large corporates, but also to, to the to um, um, other mid-tiers over time, one would think. Um, But the board's also started a number of new projects targeted towards specific areas or themes as opposed to small or large business. So to give you an example of some of the projects that we've currently got on the go, um, we have the alignment of tax and accounting project which um, is essentially a project which looks to reduce the gap between accounting and tax differences um, and what is it that we can do to investigate and evaluate potential recommendations to again lead to a, a tax environment where there is um, less compliance and less regulation and um, so in doing that, you know we're, we're looking at the role of software providers, the standard business reporting that's taking place. We're reviewing the former simplified tax system to see, well, what went wrong there? Uh, let's make sure we don't repeat the same mistakes. Um, and we're also looking at other jurisdictions, uh, including our neighbours, uh, New Zealand. Other projects in addition to that one, uh, over the short to medium term, which we're looking at include further work on the hybrids. Um, Targeted trust simplification, and what I mean by that is bare trusts, uh, yeah. not 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 a rewrite of uh, <laughs> just to make it clear, not a rewrite of the trust provisions. Um, a review of the shadow economy is taking place. Uh, I'm leading a consult. Cons- I'm leading consultation in relation to high net wealth individuals and residency rules, and to make sure that they are robust. Remembering that you know the rules were um, or the definition you know was written back in the 1930s or so um
0: it's a global economy now it's a global economy now there's
2: mobility of uh labor and capital and and are those rules sufficient to cope with you know uh modern modern day transactions uh and modern day movement of people and and businesses Uh, and of course we can't uh exclude uh tax and the sharing economy and and what that means because that that is a um that is an area that's being heavily um looked at by us as well
0: yeah, exactly. We get a lot of questions about um, the various sharing economies like Uber and Airbnb, don't we, Andy?
1: That's right. Even just simple things like uh, the main residence exemptions getting quite a bit when when it comes to yeah. Airbnb as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so something that's uh, dear to uh, many of our listeners and members' hearts is uh, uh, the business activity statements, Mark. So you've looked at um, simplifying that. So where are you at mm. with that process?
2: So the board uh, recently consulted broadly on you know what are the what are the things we can do to reduce unnecessary red tape um, in the tax system and and we received the idea to remove the requirement of reporting um, the box W one um, uh, which is the total salary and wages amount on the base for large withholders didn't seem to perform any specific useful purpose um, and so we raised that as a high priority and. We requested the ATAS assistance to implement that as part of the Single Touch Payroll system. So, so that was announced as part of the sixteen seventeen 17 budget measure, uh, which appears in the Budget Savings Omnibus Bill 2016.
0: It's finally got through.
2: <laughs> which finally got through, and I guess, I guess, look, you know, I mean, it may not sound like much, but but if you replicate, if it's something you don't need to do over however many times, uh, that's a significant cost saving. So I think, you know. Reviewing these forms, making sure they're still current, making sure that there's nothing there that people need to fill in just for the sake of filling something in, um, just means there's less grief and less compliance for the ordinary practitioner.
0: Exactly. And the ordinary practitioner, like our members, it's all about efficiencies. If Mm. they can get efficiencies in compliance, they can spend more time doing the value add.
1: Yeah. Now, Mark, another topic that's close to the heart of our members is Division 7A. Mm -hmm. And in the last federal budget, just before we went to an election... Uh, the government did um, announce some improvements to Division 7A. Um, this, obviously, this followed to post-implementation reviews that the board did a couple of years ago. Um, can you provide us with a status update as to where, where that's at?
2: Sure. So, so the Division 7A changes were announced as part of the sixteen seventeen budget. So they include, um, which we believe to be improvements, uh, such as a self-correction mechanism for um, inadvertent breaches of, of Division 7A, appropriate safe harbour rules which hopefully increase certainty, simplified loan arrangement processes uh, and also a number of uh, technical adjustments. Now look at this stage, the only information is what's available uh, or contained in the budget announcement. Um, There's no reference at this stage on the expected level of consultation but we would expect that they would consult with the board in terms of that legislative uh, design phase that they're going to go through.
0: Excellent, Mark. Now one thing that's uh, dear to my heart because I'm a bit of a early adopter of technology is uh, the new online sounding board that you've implemented uh, to improve tax regulation and cutting red tape. Um, Have any of uh, the ideas that are on this sounding board been actioned and um, what's the communication channel work through with the board um, that's envisaged? Uh, So what are the numbers like? I think we were talking a bit earlier about um, that. I'm quite excited to hear about interactions with the board this way.
2: Yeah. Uh, Well, look, you know, as we're moving towards obviously a more uh, IT-focused environment, it's important that that, uh, as a board we also adapt. Um, And so the sounding board... Is really an opportunity um, for practitioners to, to jump on and, and indicate to us how unnecessary red tape in the tax system can be can be reduced, um, and it gives the members of the public uh, an opportunity to, to have their say in an open forum uh, where others can comment uh, and like or dislike the idea. And 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 you know, obviously, if there's an idea on there and we get a thousand likes, then clearly it's something that we need to um, uh, jump on and have a look at. Um, But it's important to say that it's designed to improve the tax compliance aspect of tax, uh, reduce red tape, care and maintenance type issues. It's not designed to consider new policy ideas Uh or significant changes Mm. to the tax system. So this is more about not high-level policy, but more about day-to-day, what's causing you grief, what is it that we can do to improve the the tax system. In terms of um, the numbers that you referred to... um, as at the beginning of September, there were 37 ideas in total. There were 82 users. There was something like 28 comments and 76 votes. Um, and so as a board, we've been encouraged by the willingness of stakeholders, businesses, community to, to be involved. It's, uh, for those that aren't aware, it's available at uh, taxboard.ideascale.com if they want a, an opportunity to, to jump on and have their say.
0: Okay, we'll attach that um, URL mm. um, to the to the uh, SoundCloud for this. But uh, thank you very much, Mark. It's been a pleasure as always, and thanks for your insights.
1: Thank you. Okay, well, thank you very much, Mark. Not only for your time, but uh, for the many insights you've given us today. Uh, listeners will be pleased to know that Mark has agreed to come back next week when he'll be talking about his part in making the small business restructure rollover over measure happen. Make sure to tune in.